Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Some of you may be thinking, oh boy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it this Lent. This is a big one in my life. This is the one that I've been doing decade after decade. I'm really not so confident going into Lent, Lord. But guess what? If you believe and have faith. This is why we should be praying as the readings say today, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. So many times we think that maybe we're not worthy of God's miracles or that other people, other holier people, more well-deserving people are going to get those miracles instead of us. We're just these lowly people who have ticked off God over and over and over again, who keep falling into the same things, why would he look to us this time and perform a miracle in our lives and finally help us put a stronghold behind us, a vice, a vicious attitude, words, thoughts, deeds, anything unrighteous, Or maybe it's adding something to your life. Perhaps it's that prayer life that you have been trying and trying and trying to implement. And I'm telling you, I'm going to change it. It's no longer mind, body, soul. It has to be soul, 
mind, body, because that's really the order. It doesn't come from the mind first. We've got to have God the center of our life. We have got to understand who he is. Not what he is, not studying about him, but knowing him, (laughs) knowing him in your heart, in your soul, in every part of your body. When he's speaking to you, you know, you know, wait a minute, this is God, your physical, emotional, spiritual nature absolutely changes when God is speaking to you and it can be coming from anywhere. It's not a big booming voice for me, everyone. It's not. It's usually in deep prayer. And I know it's him because I've learned. He speaks to me differently than he's going to speak to you. And that's why we have to learn and continue to nurture that relationship like any relationship. The more you spend time with someone, the more you get to know them, the more you know what they're going to say even before they say it, the more that you know their thoughts, you know them deeply. That's how God, we get to know God. God already knows us like that. He already knows us like that. So it's time for us to allow him into our heart to change it. And for us to truly let go and be confident. Remember the first chapter of James. I always bring that up. We're not going to receive God's wisdom. That's another part of the readings today, which came from Sirach, not James, but it was all about God's wisdom and how he gives her to us. They named the wisdom a her. And God gives it to his friends and we can only receive it through the Lord, through our time with him in scripture through our time with him in mental prayer and true prayer petitions and meditation. I'm saying this because whatever it is that you think you may not be able to change in your life is absolutely 100,000% possible with God. And it's time that we recall all of the miracles in the Bible. And then the ones that John says couldn't even be captured in all of the books of the world because there were so many. What makes you think that God isn't going to do it in your life? He's doing miracles all the time. It's us that's limiting God. It is us that is putting God in a box, putting us in a box, putting our faith in a box. And it's also our subconscious and the way that we have trained ourselves to believe that this isn't possible. 
I mean, we believe it with our mind, our body, and our soul because we haven't given God the keys, right? Like, here, you take the car, you drive it. Clearly, I don't know where I'm going. I always laugh at myself because I feel like I'm trying to outwit the God positioning system. How many of you out there have a GPS that you use? My favorite is Waze because it calls out the cops on the road and tires and things like that that are hazards. But there are times when we outsmart Waze or we think we do, and then we get caught in an absolute, you know, traffic jam. We can't get out. I mean, this just happened to me and my husband. We were on vacation. I shared it with you a couple podcasts ago. We got stuck. The road was closed. We ended up driving through the median to get to the other side. But we tried to outsmart ways. That's what we do to God. Think about God, the GPS of our life, the God positioning system. So what do we have to do? Here comes the solution. <laughs> Number one, pray for more faith. And pray for the Lord with confidence to make this change. It's going to have to be an everyday surrender for you. This is how life is, by the way. It's not just during Lent. Every day we need to surrender ourselves to God. And every day we need to pray to be the person that God wants us to be today. How do you want me to show up, Lord? I want to be loved. I want to be patient. I want to let go of that resentment. I want to pray. I want to show you that I love you. I want a relationship with you. Help me. Okay? We, we, we humiliate ourselves. We really do. We put ourselves in a state of humiliation and say, who am I to think that I could have done this myself? And then we humble ourselves and we go to God on our knees and say, you have to do this. Okay? So we acknowledge we are not God. God is God. It's his will, not ours. His Holy Spirit, his sanctifying grace, not our willpower. Okay, got that. Then... After we humble ourselves and offer ourselves and ask for his help, we ask for more faith. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief so that we can have more trust in him so that when we come to him every day with this same call out for help, that we come to him every day with that same confidence that yes, he's going to help. He will help. He's God. With him, I can do anything. Okay, these are the prayers. This is the, this is the conversation with God. Now, when you're out and about and you're living your life, you have to pay attention to the subconscious programming that you have done to yourself for all of these years. The negative self-talk, the guilt and the shame when you fall, the feeling of I am losing out 
your, your body is going to try to overrule your mind and you've got to be conscious about it. You've got to be aware. You've got to know what's happening. You've got to know how your subconscious body works to overrule your mind and how silly your mind is when we're not paying attention, your mind will just fall right into it. This goes back to the stop, pause, pray philosophy. So when you identify because you're paying more attention in your life, you're calling out yourself when you have these negative thoughts or you have these gut feelings or something rises, you get triggered in some way. That's a subconscious program. So you stop and then you replace that emotion. You replace that thought with a higher loving, kind, elevated emotion, joy, being happy about being alive, being grateful that you have faith, just turning that emotion around into optimism, into inspiration, into hope. Instead of, I'm not going to be able to do this. I've never been able to stop this before. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and all the negative emotions that honestly, just your body is addicted to those. You may not think that that is impossible because all you're trying to do is get rid of those things in your life. But your body is so addicted to being negative and addicted to complaining and addicted to that substance or that food or that drug or that alcohol or addicted to that hatred or that resentment or that anger or that anxiety or that depression. It's all what your body is addicted to. And that's why most of us are in a heightened state of cortisol. We're in stressful situations because we go from emotions like anger and hatred and resentment to guilt and shame to fear to sadness to anger again. It's just this bouncing around and we allow ourselves to do it because we're not paying attention. That is why when I say we live our life 5% conscious. I'm not kidding. That's a pathetic number. That's a lot of stuff doing a lot of things automatically without thinking about it. So that's the third and most important thing is to start paying attention and then do the stop, pause, and pray. Stop it. Don't allow that emotion to go on any more than the second that you identify it. Give it to God. Cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask the Lord, Lord, in the name of your son, Jesus, please fill me with your peace, your joy, your love. And then manufacture it. Start thinking about your life on the other side of that emotion of anger, resentment, addiction, of fear, of anxiety, of worry, and be grateful and thank God for changing your heart. And the more you do this, you're unplugging your old program and plugging in to a new program. It's really simple science, but it's wrapped around the physiology of the body with thoughts and emotions, which drive us every single day. And half the time we don't even pay attention and they're sub 
program, their subconscious programs that we just play over and over and over again. But I want to remind you of one thing. When you decide with your mind, with emotion and passion, we talked about this the other day. If you're doubting because you were all jazzed on Friday, yeah, I'm going to get passionate about my decision for, to do this for Lent, whatever it is, whatever sacrifice it is. It's either adding something more virtuous and, and holy to your life, or it's taking away something that's vicious and viceful. And get excited about it. Get jazzed about it. Get emotionally charged about who you are going to be at the end of this Lent. But then Monday comes along. Even though you're emotionally you kind of your emotions are kind of back in Friday. You've gone through a long weekend. Now you're getting closer. Now you're like, "Oh my gosh, 6 weeks is a really long time." <laughs> I don't know if I can do this for 6 weeks. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you got to go back. This is where you can't give up. You can't allow your body to say, "Wait a minute. I'm not comfortable." being excited about this change because I've never been excited about this change. And this change has never come to fruition before, or maybe it has, but I didn't let it go very long because I went back to my old thoughts, my old feelings. Remember, the brain's languages are thoughts. The body's languages are feelings or emotions. And those two are connected. And so again, we just have to retrain like a dog our bodies. This is why when you're paying attention and living with purpose and meaning, you will notice and it'll probably shock you how often you pull yourself into negative emotions and how often you are generating disease genes in your body. You don't want to do that. Wisdom comes from God, but it stems from knowledge and understanding. The more we know about how our bodies and our minds work physiologically, biologically, chemistry, electromagnetically, once we know that, and then we also know how we can best fuel our body, how we can best fine tune the way that we spiritually connect with our mind and our body and make it about our soul, mind, and body in that order, we will be so happy and in such balance and so free and it'll be about the good things that we want to do for our, our soul, our mind, and our body. All the good things, Lord, we want. We want health and abundance, but not in that new age way. We want your providence, Lord. Your will be done in our life. So that's what you have to do. You got to psych yourself back up. You got to every single day, get up, be psyched, be excited about your new life. 
don't get up and be like, oh, I can't have blah, blah, blah today. Or I got to get up and pray to God and I'm never going to make it after six weeks. I can't wait till this is done. When's my first feast day? You know, the feast days you can do or have or, you know, (laughs) stop your sacrifice. That's how I was. It's funny. I'm calling myself out here. Actually, because my, my husband called myself out, who I actually believe was God, speaking through my husband. So first of all, my mom was God speaking to me when I was down in Florida. She's like, you know, you're all about your health and this and that and the other, and you're still drinking. My mom hasn't touched a drink until I actually just found out yesterday that she was 52 years old when she stopped drinking. I'm 52 years old. That blew me away. But she just kind of said, you know, I mean, you're all about your health and it just seems like this is just one thing. It just doesn't, t- doesn't make sense. And, you know, I'm looking at her, I'm like, yeah, 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 mom. I'm not ready at this point to hear what she has to say. But it's obviously sticking in me somehow. It was a seed. She dropped it. God watered it. As a matter of fact, I was telling my husband, you know, this is what I'm going to do. None. Like, not just two glasses, nothing. He's like, okay. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I really want to see what my body can do if I just give it a chance, give my liver a chance to, to regrow. I don't even know if you know this, but your liver does regrow itself every six weeks. So how amazing would that be if you took out whatever toxins that you're putting in your liver and drugs and alcohol? Like, I'm not even going to have like aspirin, Tylenol, nothing. I haven't had any of that stuff in a long time, but I'm seriously like looking to just (laughs) put food in my body with some water and really see what this body can do. But he called me out on it. He's like, oh yeah, until the first Sunday when you're like, well, you know, we can have alcohol on this day. And I laughed and I'm like, yeah, well, we'll see. I just don't feel like that this time. So I am experiencing my daily excitement of my new life with God in prayer, and I'm giving it to him a hundred percent. I'm trusting him in it, his time, his way. And I am feeling, so my, my attitude about Lent is completely different. My feelings are different. And so that's what I want you to tap into and know that that's what you're going to want to do every single day. And actually, every single day of your life, you should be exciting yourself, elevating your emotions, and being jazzed about the day. I was in mental prayer for two hours this morning, and I got out of that bed feeling like I ran, not ran a marathon, but I was energized as if I just got done working out. My whole body was like, I don't know, beaming. That is what it's about. That is when you can't wait to get up and to face the world and you're excited for anything. Total unexpected stuff to come from God. Because you know you're not going to get riled up about it. You're not going to get emotional about it. You're going to have a more analytical mind, but you are going to elevate your emotions and your thoughts when it comes to the good, positive things. You're going to stop 
the negative thoughts and you are going to notice you will be happy. You will be happy. You will be more than happy. You will be filled with God-given joy. So be excited. Get jazzed. And if you're still debating, keep praying. And if it is, (laughs) if you're still debating because you don't know if you can do this Lent thing for the umpteenth thousand time, then I think you need to do it. And you need to be excited about it. You need to just be jazzed about it. And you can muster up these feelings. You can. You can, you can, you can. And I'm telling you, I have done this so many times. And I'm also associating my love for God. Because I know how much he loves me. And I know how much he wants to empower me to completely kick this stronghold off of my back for good. Where I can just have a drink and not be concerned about it or not have a drink and not be concerned about it. It's like where I am right now with my diet. I'm eating keto and it's a completely different keto than the keto that I was eating about a year and a half ago. And if anyone is starting a keto diet, my goodness, do the healthy keto diet. Happy to help you, but a healthy keto diet is honestly more fat than protein. You're not going to eat meat, 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 meat. So if you're looking at grams and you're all going to figure out your own way, this is not... This is not a chart, people. It doesn't work that way. You know your body. You have different, (laughs) you've got a totally different biological structure. You have a different uh, environment. You have had a completely different upbringing and obviously genetics. But genetics, by the way, are not what happened to us. We trigger the genes that are bad with our attitudes and our feelings. So the genes may be in us, but that doesn't mean that we've triggered them. Many, many, many studies with twins who have the same deadly gene from their parents and one twin gets it and the other one doesn't. Why? Because of their lifestyle, because of their experiences, because of their environments, because of their, honestly, their beliefs, their, how they took care of themselves. But I think about going back to keto, right? If you want the real There's a couple things. Dr. Eckberg, E-C-K-G-B-E-R-G, I think he's on YouTube, and Dr. Berg. How funny. Kind of like Berg, Berg. They both have awesome, healthy, keto, beginner types of videos. But for me, it's like 200 grams of butter. Butter, sorry. Fat. Butter is my fat of choice. So that's why I said butter because I eat a lot of butter. And it's grass-fed, by the way. That makes an important difference because the you're actually getting omega-3s versus omega-6s. And 
It's just better all the way around. And I don't always have grass-fed stuff, can't always afford it, so I do what I can. And then I have about 65 grams of protein, and sometimes I go over. And other than that, I have like 7 to 10 cups of leafy greens and avocados. I eat at least an avocado or two a day for potassium. And, you know, that's, you know, cheese and a bunch of stuff on my salad, you know, like blue cheese dressing, although it's probably better if I had like olive oil. Stay away from the seed oils. I've learned a whole bunch. But anyway, that's basically about it. I just have however many veggies I want. And it works. It's wonderful. I feel energetic. But here's the keel. The keel. Here's the deal and the key. The keel. <laughs> I feel like I made up a word there. Here's the keel, people. You have to realize that when you are over an addiction, you can be around it and it doesn't have an impact on you. Let me repeat that. When you're over an addiction, you can be around it and it has no impact on you. You don't care if you have it. You don't care if you don't have it. You don't trigger saliva in your mouth if you're looking at someone eating a piece of cake <laughs> or even trigger the smell like in a bakery or something. I was mentioning I, went, I walked into the bakery side of a grocery store and I was like, oh my gosh, this smells disgusting. Where it used to be like, oh gosh, I need some. Like I'd start salivating like Homer Simpson for crying out loud. <laughs> so that's the real deal. And that is what I'm looking forward to this Lent. So, because I don't think my husband's going to do it. And I'm already picturing myself in this situation. And I am seeing myself being just fine with it. Because I am, I am creating that future in my mind. I know this sounds very new agey. But we all look at how we want to be. Visualizing yourself in who you want to be in the future is a great thing to do. Visualizing yourself and connecting good emotions with people and places and environments and events that you know are maybe going to trigger you is a good thing. So that when you are there, your body then says, okay, wait a minute, this is familiar. There's that person. I'm going to go with this emotional state rather than this bad, negative emotional state. So these are things that, you know, as you get more involved in just reprogramming your mind with new emotions and new thoughts, you realize that that's powerful, that we can do that. And I always give them to God when I'm done, Lord, if it's your will. I mean, I may picture myself as, you know, running down the street with no pain and that may never happen. God may not will that for me. And so I'm okay with that because I let it go to him in the beginning anyway. And I let it go to him at the end of my prayer. That's the real deal. That's the key. The keel is yes, we want to be confident, but we give it to him and we allow it to be his plan, his time. Never, ever do we try to put pressure on God or make deals with him. But just know that we also have some power in our lives to control the thoughts 
and the emotions that kill us slowly. Yes, it's all with God. I'm changing it to soul, mind, body. And the last is the body. Do not let your body rule you, man, woman, people, my friends, (laughs) brothers and sisters in Christ. Enough already. Enough. Okay. (laughs) I love you all. Find something more with God today. Focus on your soul, your mind, and your body. Have a blessed and inspired day.